What does barbecue mean to you? It's all about family. Good food. Summertime and friends. Of nostalgia. A whole lot of tasty. Soul-filling, belly-filling goodness. All of my favorite foods. A cultural touchstone. For me, it's a tether to the people who came before me. Getting together with family and friends. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode number 175 of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I do appreciate you listening in. I really enjoyed the great conversation I had with this week's guests a few weeks back. Barbecue is all about family and community, and that is the whole idea behind Culinary Coworking, a shared-use commercial kitchen here in Calgary. I had the pleasure of sitting down with Head of Community Strategy, Andrew Obrecht, and one of their clients, Stephen Shostak, the Chief Experience Officer at Smoke and Barbecue. It was interesting to tour and hear about the operation there and also what is coming next. And uh, just a great conversation and uh, really excited to see what's going to happen with these guys there. So enjoy that coming up. But first, let me tell you about the best sauce on the planet. Now that I have your attention, let me tell you about Sticky Fix from Motley Q. Recently named the 2021 Best Sauce on the Planet at the American Royal World Series of Barbecue Sauce Contest. Sticky Fix will be your new go-to, perfect for the whole family. Believe me when I say this stuff goes great on everything, from quick grilled chicken to a 16-hour slow-smoked pork butt. Joe and Jess from Motley Q are mainstays on the Canadian competition barbecue scene in their years of culinary and competition experience to shine through in all of their products. They put lots of time and careful attention into each item, and they love how barbecue brings people together. Barbecue is a big part of their family, and they want to help everyone make it part of theirs. Motley Q sauces and seasonings are crafted to deliver high-quality flavor to all barbecue dishes, from beef, chicken, and pork to wild game and vegetables. They've got a sauce or seasoning fit for any dish or occasion. Visit motleyq.ca, that's M-O-T-L-E-Y-Q-U-E, to see their full lineup and get your bottle of the best sauce on the planet. Listeners of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast can use the discount code EATMOREQ, E-A-T-M-O-R-E-Q-U-E, to save 15% off your order. That's discount code E-A-T-M-O-R-E-Q-U-E at motleyq.ca. Welcome back, everybody, another episode of the podcast. I'm really excited uh, down here in Southeast Calgary with uh, Culinary Coworking and also a client of theirs and uh, uh, somebody on the barbecue scene here in Calgary, Smoke and Barbecue, Andrew Obrecht and Stephen Shostak. Well, welcome to the show, guys. How are we doing tonight? Doing great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you uh, so much. Question on, I'll ask each of you separately that I start off every podcast with these days is, uh, and Stephen will hit you up first here, what does barbecue mean to you? Barbecue means family, it means messy, and it means fun. Yeah. Uh, I think that's that, That's what we focus on at Smoke and Barbecue, yeah. and uh, one of the things we, we say when we do menu development, if it's not two napkins, it's not good enough. Perfect. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Two napkins. I like it. How about you, Andrew? You know what? I, I love that question, and I love that you gave me a couple seconds to think about it. And, uh, you know, and I was thinking about smoke and barbecues brisket while I was thinking about my answer. And I think it's just uh, emotion and emotional. It's an emotional experience, right? Like, 
you know, it, again, I don't want to promote, uh, you know, pump their uh, tires too much with smoke and barbecue here. But honestly, like when you when you taste the depth uh, and care, like the depth of flavor and the care of uh, preparation within uh, smoked food and yeah. smoked meats, it's just, yeah, it's emotional. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a quick uh, throw it on the grill and for five minutes and uh, <laughs> yeah. eat, right? There's some time and love and care that's gone into that. So. For sure. That's awesome. Uh, Stephen, we'll kind of maybe start off with you. A uh, bit of background information about yourself. Uh, is Calgary home for you originally? Where, uh, yeah, where so no, I, I actually grew up in Ontario. Okay. Uh, went to post-secondary school. That was not for me. Yeah. And started in uh, hospitality management at yeah. Conestoga. Got my red seal here in, at SAIT. Nice. Um, been in the industry 20 plus years. Yeah. And I've been out on my own as a restauranter, entrepreneur, for six years. Awesome. Yeah. And smoke and barbecue is the uh, the current yeah, it's the, it's operation? A, it's the latest and greatest. Yeah. Uh, so we started it in 2019. Yeah. Um, we had a breakfast joint, the Fine Diner, uh, back in 2016. Okay. Uh, I'm not a morning guy, yeah. so it didn't make sense to have <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> and my parents are down winter Texans, yeah. so I've had nice. tons yeah. of smoked meat. Perfect. I could do that. Yeah. And that's kind of where it's, it started, and, and it was just a little bit of a things. snowflake, and then we yeah. snowballed into what we do now. Awesome, and you're at uh, the Granary Road, a farmer's market down south of Calgary. Yeah. And then the food truck as well, uh, that kind of Absolutely. wanders around a little bit. Talk about the diff- the two operations. and Yeah, uh, so uh, Granary Road, uh, we've been down there for three years, okay. uh, two year, two and a half years now. Okay. Um, little booth. So we still serve our, our smoked meats. Everything is made at Culinary Co-working. Yeah. Uh, so we have a great space there. We have the hours that we need so we can mm-hmm. smoke uh, as much product as people want. Yeah. Uh, and then we ship it down to Granary Road. Um, hopefully we'll be expanding there nice. shortly. Awesome. And then with our food truck, we just started it this season. Okay. And it has been phenomenal. We have had such great reviews on, on what we've been doing. Yeah. And... Uh, it, it's uh, in the shop right now, which is sad yeah, for us, yeah. but uh, it's been so cool to see how much you can do in such a small space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and with the way we've prepped our smoked meats um, and the time it takes, um, it's been very easy to be able to produce quickly yeah. at the food truck. Yeah. Um, and we've actually seen people leave lines because our line's moving so quickly. Right. So it's been a blessing. Awesome. So do you find, are you doing with the food truck more... Special events on a catering side of things, or are you doing the find a parking spot downtown on a Thursday afternoon? Uh, yeah, bit of both. Or yeah, so a little bit of both. So we yeah. do have a catering company that we're trying to launch this fall. Okay. Um, and through that, uh, it came through attrition. People just calling and saying, "Hey, yeah. do you cater?" Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do anything you want us yeah. to do. <laughs> we do now. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. And uh, you know, with culinary co-working's concept of, of building community, yeah. um, we actually have partnered with YYC Food Trucks as well. Yeah. Okay. And, and that is such a phenomenal community for us in the food truck world. Yeah. And so they find different pop-up communities, and we we yeah. go there and. It's been so seamless with mm-hmm. culinary co-working to come in, use the extra hours, and we just add it onto our bill yeah. if we need it. Yeah. And it, it's it's made it so that we've stayed alive through awesome. COVID. Awesome. So yeah, uh, we've you know, talked mentioned a few times the brisket, and I saw the picture on your yeah. website. It looked uh, 
looked very good. Yeah. Uh, talk about kind of the typical menu. What are your uh, so what are your offerings? Yeah, like? I mean, we have 16 menu items with oh. two proteins. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Making lots of use of those. Right. So we do a house smoked brisket. We yeah. have our own in-house Cajun spice that, that we make. Nice. Um, we're hoping to retail that. And again, that community comes back with culinary co-working. There's right. connections there. So. We're working with them this fall to be able to get it on shelves and, and grocery stores. Awesome. Uh, so we're hopeful. Yeah. Um, and then we do our our own whiskey barbecue sauce in-house as well. Uh, so those two things we're hoping to expand out. And uh, with our expansion, that's going to be a lot easier. Yep. We'll talk <laughs> Instead about of doing here, it in yeah. a pot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then um, we smoke our, our brisket uh, in a very controlled environment. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things that people will find that our brisket's a lot more tender. Mm-hmm. It's not that leather, it's not that dried out brisket because we're able to control every component of that cook process. Yeah. And, and so we, without giving away secrets, 15 hours yeah. um, is what we smoke our brisket. And, you know, maybe yeah. if, you, if you invite me back, I can share a couple no, I, secrets I, I, later on. <laughs> <laughs> and what's, uh, you mentioned the second protein. Uh, yeah, so second protein is a smoked chicken. Chicken, okay. Yeah, so what we do there, very simply, salt, pepper, oil. Yeah. We we actually have them when they're yeah. raw. Okay. Uh, we just find that it smokes a little bit nicer and more consistently. Yeah. Uh, we smoke that for about four hours and then let it rest. And yeah. then we uh, put it on the truck and sell out. Awesome. That's the, <laughs> that's the goal, right? When you talked about that, you know, the food truck and the op, what you can do in that small space. And yeah. The, you look at some of the... Uh, these top barbecue places in Texas that yeah. are running out of food trucks and uh, trailers and just yeah. the amazing stuff they're able to put out. Uh, I had Evan Leroy from Leroy and Lewis out of Austin on a while back. Amazing. The stuff he's doing, it's, you know, yeah. high-end restaurant quality food that yeah. they're pumping out of this little... Uh, yeah, it's not immediate gratification when you when no. you talk about barbecue and smoking. No, absolutely. Um, it, it's definitely that delayed gratification yeah. and yeah. You, you're salivating every... Step of the process because you're yeah. smelling it more and more. Yeah. But I think going back to what Andrew was saying, just that love yeah. mm-hmm. um, and the emotion that you taste in, in the smoked meat, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, we have a blast. Yeah. Uh, and we genuinely care. We source uh, ethically raised products. Perfect. It's the highest nice. quality. Um, I mean, one of the things we, we get AAA brisket. Yep. So it makes a big difference. You yeah. know, the, the product selection, we, we spend hours yeah. talking about it and we're i just saw my guys are working on the, the catering menu and mm-hmm. you know we're going to break that down again and yeah. again and again and grow our menu and but awesome. it's, it's a lot of love yeah. and a lot of tenacity yeah. <laughs> oh, are you sourcing your brisket locally then it is yeah. so all of our beef yeah. is alberta beef right. and our chickens are local yeah. as well so uh we do have a purveyor locally that sources it for us as well right um it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, you're not dealing with the farms yourself necessarily. Yeah, because they, they get to use the whole animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just need the brisket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're kind of like, well, what do I do with the rest of the cow? And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you talked, we had about, went out back here, looked at the at the smoker or a nice cook shack unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crestcourt cook shack. Yeah. It's a, a great electric smoker. Yeah. Uh, a couple of reasons we chose that is we were really able to hone in on how much time we're smoking and how much time we're cooking. Yeah. And, and some people might say, well, Steve, you're, you're putting it in a smoker, so it's going to be smoking. 
But after a certain temperature, the smoke points dissipate and you're in a cook process. Um, So we we smoke for a certain amount of time and then we cook for a certain amount of time. Um, We use pellets. So it's traditional wood pellets. Um, It's not the liquid. Nothing against the liquid. (laughs) Anyone that's listening that uses it. Um, (laughs) It's just not our choice. I have a problem with liquid smoke. (laughs) Okay. Uh, It's just not our preference. Um, We just find that we get more natural flavors uh, from from the wood. And the best part is fire and health have no problems with it being inside, which really allows us to control that environment better. Yeah, Awesome. Uh, You touched on it a little, the relationship here with culinary co-working. Talk about that, a little more about that. What uh, what it's allowed you to do on the business side here? Yeah, so it was uh, it was kind of by fluke that Andrew and I met, yeah. and uh, I'm pretty sure I had met his father in, in some chef association <laughs> events in the past. But mm-hmm. we were looking to to get out of a brick and mortar, yeah. so uh, we had one, and unfortunately, we are uh, a death of COVID in one sense, yeah. and, and that's as a small business. Yeah. But uh, we weren't ready to give up, and we have a great team, and, and so we were looking for some ghost kitchens, commissaries, whatever term you want to use, mm-hmm. and we looked at a couple, and, and I talked with a couple of the different owners, and, and what I loved about culinary co-working and draw, draw, drew me in was that community. Yeah. I mean, our, our tagline for our corporate company is building relationships, growing right. community. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we saw with Andrew, and it was so easy to, to get started. There wasn't a lot of paperwork. There wasn't a lot of legalese, mm-hmm. protection, obviously. And, but yeah. um, And then uh, we started growing, and, and Andrew and I had a very candid conversation. I was like, bro, I... I love it here, but I think I got to move. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, whoa, no, you're part of our growth plan. <laughs> and what I love about it is the flexibility. There, there's online scheduling app that we can use. It's at your fingertips. It's so user-friendly. And having Herbert here in operations, if we have questions, I've told my guys, use him as a soundboard. Right. And he just gives it. Yeah. You know, that's money we... You spend in consulting for hundreds of dollars to get a chef to consult with. Absolutely. And we get it as part of our membership. Perfect. Right? And so now we're looking. Uh, we've grown our hours. And that's what's allowing us to get into our catering. Look at getting a, possibly a brick-and-mortar location. Right. To look at growing our menu. Getting on retail. So it, it's the growth that we've had in the last six months was something I anticipated in, in two years. Awesome. awesome. And, and that really is because of this, the space and the equipment that we have access to yeah. and the flexibility that culinary co-working has given us to bring our spe- specific equipment in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they wouldn't have a smoker, right. but they made it work. Yeah. And, and because of that, it's, it's just been such a seamless relationship. And we hope to be here as long as we can be. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Andrew, you've been sitting there very quietly uh, <laughs> over here. Let's get into, the, I guess, a little bit about your background. Uh, we were talking, you're not uh, from a food uh, background necessarily yourself, right? Yeah, I mean, growing up with a master chef as sure. a father, yeah. that's kind of the food background that I am. And, <laughs> yeah. and you know, bagging groceries at 12 and working caterings at 13. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's the background that I have. But, you know, my, my background is in community development. So... Mm-hmm. You know, I've grown up with two entrepreneurs as parents, one of which is is Herbert, who is the chef here and um, a master chef by trade. 
you know, did his schooling in Vienna, Austria, and apprenticed under the head chef of the World Cooking Association, uh, and has been doing it for a long time, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, myself, the my other entrepreneurial venture is growing community with uh, Spin Studios. Right. So we have YYC Cycle and YG Cycle in Edmonton. We have a team of just over 220 people. Uh, we've been in business for seven and a half years and endured a pandemic, which really hit that industry hard. Kidding, yeah. And uh, also, if you know, uh, in that business, community is a huge part of what we do and making an impact. And you know, we've donated over eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars over the last seven and a half years to local uh, community organizations and charities. So. You know, this this opportunity with culinary co-working was an ability for, for me to lean in on my love for growing community and leadership mm-hmm. and making impact and uh, to have my dad lean in on the culinary side and really kind of provide his expertise to the next generation. Uh, you know, and he always says, hopefully he can talk about all the mistakes that he made along the way so that yep. these entrepreneurs here can make, uh, you know, half yeah, of them. Learn from them. <laughs> Yeah. So you were saying this space was, uh, his catering operation was running out of here, correct? Yeah. We, uh, you know, the last 20 years, uh, you know, Herbert had Deluxe Catering Inc. uh, out of Calgary. And the last 10 years we're operating out of this current 3,900 square foot (laughs) kitchen. And, uh, and yeah, so we found ourselves kind of in the last 10 years seeing traditional culinary services kind of moving in one direction. It was pretty impacted by the downturn. Uh, some disruptors in the industry like Skip the Dishes, Uber sure. Eats, and so on really took a chunk out of the traditional culinary services. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're very fortunate to be able to now have some of the uh, top catering companies in the city work out of culinary co-working. But right. for uh, my dad and I, about three years ago, we sat down and said, okay, what's the next step for this? And, you know, we really thought that there was an opportunity to bring uh, community together. And, you know, as Stephen said, you know, the reality of COVID is that a lot of the restaurants realized that they could do curbside pickup and didn't need these huge square footages. And so in essence, we're also providing that opportunity for those businesses that they can use this space at a significant discount to what they would uh, traditional lease. Um, and you just pay for the time and space that they use, but also be surrounded by a community. So, Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So talk about some of the different services uh, that you offer your clients. What, what can they do here? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's, it's great. I mean, our, our current facility is four zones, yep. 3,900 square feet, and we are going to be complete with our expansion uh, in November, mm-hmm. uh, which is an expansion that is going to take the kitchen to 10,700 square feet and good. 20 zones. Awesome. Uh, you know, essentially being able to, to host uh, 20 different companies at the same time, yep. depending on their equipment needs. And yep. so, you know, in the kitchen, what we do is everybody has kind of their zones in the kitchen that's made up of stainless steel work tables and then we make sure that we book them in to allow them to have access to the equipment that they need uh, at that time and so it's kind of a Rubik's Cube on the back end but one that we enjoy it's a 24 hour uh, a day facility and then we make sure that we surround that with a whole ecosystem of uh, support so that's not only the support of the community itself Mm -hmm. sharing ideas and, and collaborations and so on and 
essentially making the entrepreneurs not feel so lonely right. as uh, the world of entrepreneurship can be. Mm-hmm. But then we have partnerships with local suppliers that we've gone out and gotten okay. preferential pricing to culinary co-working members. You know, any percentage uh, discount helps yeah. within the food industry. Yeah, yeah. when your margins are uh, exactly low to begin with, you yeah. know, so speed, right? 100%. Yeah. You know, it's it's everything from raw goods to packaging to nice. printing. Uh, we have relationships with retailers. Uh, that some of our members have grown their businesses. If they if they wish to get onto retail shelves, we yeah. can help facilitate that. And then ultimately, we also help market our businesses. You know, in here, uh, it's a fun world because yeah. the more successful we can make the members in here, mm-hmm. uh, the more hours they book. Yeah. And so it's a it's a full circle. So win win. Right? You know, it really yeah. is like yeah. whatever we can do to create success within the members and businesses in here yeah. uh, comes full circle to benefit the community as a whole. So. Yeah. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by our newest partner. Pitt County Barbecue, who is bringing authentic North Carolina-style whole hog barbecue north of the border to Alberta and Canada. Based out of Edmonton with the ability to travel, Pitt County Barbecue will come to your event and cook an entire pig on-site using their custom-built cooker designed by owner and pitmaster Peter Zakuski. Specializing in corporate catering and private events, Pitt County Barbecue brings a unique regional barbecue dining experience. From North Carolina chopped barbecue pork to Piedmont-style coleslaw, trust me when I say you've never tasted anything like this before. The meat is so good you don't even need sauce. Peter is truly inspired by the South. His attention to detail and quality is second to none. From delicious food to amazing customer service, make sure to book Pitt County Barbecue for your next event. Also, check out their recent web series, Friends of the Pit, on YouTube and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. To book your event, visit their website at pittcountybbq.com. That's pitt, P-I-T-T, county, bbq.com. So aside from Steve and, and Smoke and Barbecue, talk about some of your yeah. members. What's what's being made here? What's uh, what's coming out of here? Yeah, I mean it's it's really great because you know anybody that wants to you know make food for the public mm-hmm. essentially needs to be made in a certified commercial kitchen. Yeah. So we have a, ver- a variety of businesses, everything from food trucks, as we talked about, to uh, authentic European style soft pretzels, mm-hmm. to cookies and baked goods, to meal prep, to chili oil companies, to soup companies. Nice. Uh, it's a really great variety, and it. It also provides some really interesting collisions. Uh, you know, we had a cookie company do a uh, uh, you know a promotion for Valentine's Day with back of the spoon uh, frozen pierogi casseroles. You know, where you got dinner and then you got dessert. So yeah, okay. and that or, yeah. that organically happens, right? Yeah. And I think that success leaves clues. So. You know, you certainly can find a food truck operator, you know, learning some things from a, uh, you know, a cookie maker. Right. So yeah, it's yeah, really exactly. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No. And yeah, that's awesome that you're those uh, collisions, you called it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Stephen, with your barbecue restaurant, if you're not making your own desserts, maybe there's yeah. somebody here that can provide dessert for yeah. you. Things like that. Right? And so it's really, awesome, it's yeah. interesting with that, that you say, you know, the brisket was used in, uh, for back of the spoon sure. pierogies for their brisket pierogies, yeah. you know, and it's, yeah. it's really interesting what opportunities yeah, the, come about. Yeah. The collaborations, yeah. uh, probably, uh, probably endless. Uh, yeah. When you really start yeah. looking at it, right? For so, sure. So, but, and we were kind of chatting beforehand and I had a, a few years back looked at marketing some rubs. Mm-hmm. And it was 
the hoops I would have had to jump through were <laughs> daunting. I, yeah, that's I couldn't find a word. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. So what? As a guy, I say I want to do that. Or my wife likes baking, yeah. and maybe she wants to start doing some baking commercially. What's the process if we come to culinary co-working? What's yeah, it's it's very simple. I mean, the minimum amount of hours that someone needs to book out is sixteen. Yeah. So the starting rate is five hundred forty dollars a month okay. to have access to the community, to the equipment, to the space, to the expertise, to the collisions, mm-hmm. to the discounts, and with partnerships. Right. Really, uh, you know, our goal is to make the membership, you know, uh, a side thought yeah. of it. But you're so right that you know you might have your grandma's cookie recipe. And you think it's the best cookies in the world. And then you start looking through the hoops that you got to jump through. And then, you know, we like to think that we save people from regret because some people just decide that it's not worth all those hoops or all the money to do it to build your own kitchen. um, That you'll look back and regret, could this have been something, you know? And so... If someone comes and approaches us, we take them through the process of this is what it, you know, you need a business license, you need uh, your your uh, logo and so on. Again, we can kind of help with that. Yeah. But we set you up with the AHS uh, group that comes yeah. and makes sure that you have your food handling permit. We help facilitate opportunities with insurance companies to get your insurance. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, we've had people that have come and toured the space uh, with a vision on one Monday. And by the next Monday, they're in here producing. Wow. So it's very cool quick yeah. and it really knocks down a lot of those barriers to entry to uh to to try to see if your vision can be something that's awesome yeah exciting that's uh there's not a lot of this around calgary i don't think no these, these kind of this facilities and maybe steven you would know better mm-hmm. than uh, i don't know that there's much of this uh for somebody that doesn't need or doesn't have access to a commercial kitchen or the, yeah, uh, the ability to build a commercial kitchen. Mm-hmm. Right? So. There, there are none like this. Yeah, there are ghost kitchens. Okay, yeah. They do not have the flexibility or the community that culinary co-working does. Okay, yeah. And that's why we chose to come here. Yeah. Because we don't need more red tape. Mm-hmm. We don't need more bureaucracy. We have enough of that getting off the ground. Yeah. Uh, but Andrew and Herbert made it so seamless, awesome. and it was. Did you get certified? AHS says yes. City says yes. There's your space. Good to go. Here's your hours. Yeah. Have fun. Let us know when you need more. <laughs> right? So mm-hmm. I would say that, that that's the biggest difference is, yeah. is the flexibility. Yeah, and I think that there's, you know, you look at the alternatives and there's no shortage of uh, kitchens from community halls to churches to restaurants after hours. But again, there's what we're trying to do is truly build community and build an ecosystem around it that, you know, you're not just a uh, guest in a kitchen's or in, sorry, a restaurant's kitchen after hours, you know, kind of a ship in the night guest Mm -hmm. in there. Uh, This is your community, right? And you're surrounded by entrepreneurs that are here for the same reasons and you know a rising tide raises all ships yeah. and that's kind of what we're here for so yeah. awesome and you you've talked about herbert your dad yeah <laughs> uh being kind of on hand here as a, a sounding board or a yeah. advice for folks uh what sort of help has he been able to give folks? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I could talk to talk about him uh, for this whole episode, and he's he's literally my Superman. And, yeah. you know, I grew up with seeing my dad through the food industry, and honestly, I wish that my dad had, had some place like this when he was building his businesses, you know. Um, 
because it's a, it is a thankless job. And honestly, in the food industry, again, there's very low margins. There's, you know, we've identified a lot of the pain points that I've seen my dad go through, yeah. you know, over the years, everything from food production to uh, kitchens to restaurants to whatever it might be. Uh, but really, it, it is a wealth of knowledge that he has, and he's a huge cheerleader. He wants yeah. people to succeed, wow. as he has for me in my entrepreneurial ventures. Yeah. Uh, but that's the best thing. He's a big selling factor to the kitchen, <laughs> and you know he's just here to support. Uh, but he'll say that a lot of the members come in with their own ideas, and he just kind of lets them do their own thing. Mm-hmm. But he's always there for support, different ideas. It's very different cooking from your at-home oven, yeah. uh, going from that to the reed oven that we have here that one oven fits 16 full-size baker sheets yeah. you know it's a different different timing different heat mm-hmm. uh and he really enjoys uh being there to to provide that support yeah. and again you know talk about the mistakes that he made and and uh, hope that you don't make the same ones you know awesome yeah uh, covid you talked about uh the the brick and mortar being a victim yeah. of that challenges and or opportunities that for your business here that COVID has brought about? Uh. For sure. I, I mean, you know, my my dad sometimes says that uh, it's almost like we saw something coming. I'm, I'm very positive and I, I believe in manifestation. I uh, certainly hope that I didn't manifest COVID. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, when, when Herbert says it's almost like we saw something coming, yeah. on, honestly, if we had continued on with the catering company, I don't think that we would be here today. Right. And so it was uh, an opportunity for us back then to kind of, you know, make that shift. And because of that shift... Um, you know, culinary co-working was deemed an essential service. We provided food goods for not only retail stores, but the public. Right. Um, you know, only our businesses that operate out of here are the ones that are in the kitchen. Our right. cleanliness standards are top-notch. Of course, we're regulated business yep. by Alberta Health Services. And so we actually saw our members grow. Nice. The focus on supporting local, buying local uh, was huge. You know, coming together as a community was huge through COVID. So it was really a great opportunity. You know, I talk about my other businesses in the fitness world that they were shut down for 10 entire months. Meanwhile, this business was growing and seeing a lot of attention, which was uh, an interesting dichotomy mentally, but uh, <laughs> but but did provide opportunity and, yeah. and some uh, op- optimism, you yeah. know. Awesome. Nice to see some uh, some positive come out of sure. all of it, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So what's, uh, what's next for you guys, Stephen? You, uh, ah. you talked about maybe another brick and mortar. You mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, without saying too much too soon, yeah. um, there's a lot coming down the pipeline. Yeah. Uh, and generally, I have to say, if it wasn't for culinary co-working, we, we wouldn't be here this quickly. Yeah. Uh, some of the connections... I mean, I thought I was getting some great deals and some great pricing. We have some of the same vendors. Right. Um, <laughs> and I'm calling my rep. I'm like, hey, hey can we talk to their rep? Because the deal, yeah. I heard some of the pricing they're getting. Yeah. Um, so it's really, it is sky's the limits. We're, yeah. we're, we're tempering our, our expectations just with, I mean, COVID's still here. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so we are cautiously optimistic. Yeah. But... We, we see being here at least two, three years mm-hmm. and being able to grow exponentially yeah. uh, just with the model that, that Andrew and Herbert have created at Culinary Coworking. Yeah. And uh, I'm so happy not to have to move after we move into the new side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And you, you touched on the expansion a little bit. What's that going to, aside from just the space and the ability to have more clients in here at a certain time, uh, some of the equipment, what's, uh, what's that going to add to the uh, operation here? Yeah, for sure. And I, I mean, I think that that's one big uh, benefit, you know, for, for members to have access to the equipment. And it's no small feat financially. You know, uh, it's, you know, you look at an expansion at that magnitude, it's, you know, you're talking about million dollars. Yeah. Um, and so we know that we have a community around us of entrepreneurs that we can kind of, we know that we can build this on and, and it's going to come back to us. But with the expansion, you know, we're going from 3,900 square feet to 10,700 square feet. Uh, the kitchen was developed and designed by Herbert, uh, who has had experiences, uh, lengthy experiences with growing the functionality of kitchens. And then also when you look at equipment, there's multiples of every single type of equipment. So nice. we've got more than enough ovens than you would ever need, yeah. uh, you know, more than enough mixers and, and so on and stovetops and that kind of stuff. We also have, you know, we have two 40-gallon uh, steam kettles, so any soup makers or mm-hmm. sauce makers or what, broth makers, whatever it might be, yeah. um, you know, pasta sauces and so on and so forth, you've got 120 gallons per kettle that you can yeah. produce. So when you look at spending the money on on the time and space that you use but you can become so efficient and scale very quickly Uh, it's going to be very exciting to see what this does you know we developed the kitchen the space the storage the coolers the freezers uh to accommodate 81 different companies uh within this business you know i think once we get to our 60 65 we may be looking at multiple other locations not only in calgary but across canada Mm Uh, but you know we do look, we do believe that there's a demand for this and a lot of amazing Calgary brands that you know could really benefit from being in here. Yeah, and it's nice that it's just the bay next door. Next door, so yeah. Can, yeah, it's kind of the transition will be yeah. easy, right? You're not having to not having to move everything. And, uh, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. Just an expansion as opposed to. A, moving because yeah it's you know, a great facility here but it's not a ton of space back there right? mm-hmm. uh, so to be able to have that new area and uh, build it out the way you want it is uh, yeah great. it's going to be great and you know with 20 different zones you know you can have smoke and barbecue doing the brisket or mm-hmm. on the on the stovetops and then you have sweet cake and bake shop who's decorating their cakes over on another zone and then you have someone like yourself that's building out your your uh, your meat yeah. rubs and yeah. so on um, on another table yeah. depending on what equipment that you need you know and just having that energy in there that you know you look around and you're not alone yeah uh is sometimes what entrepreneurs need so yeah, absolutely yeah the, i think with uh, one of the things we've learned from COVID is the the need for that interaction right yeah, uh, yeah. it's been a tough time on a lot of people that have you know, working from home and uh, missing all of that right so definitely yeah so that's uh, that's awesome where can folks uh, find you Stephen? what's uh yeah. Online, social media, physical, the Grinery Road, obviously. The yeah, market. absolutely. So you can follow us on social media at Smoking Barbecue mm-hmm. YYC. Yeah. Uh, we have a website, smokingbarbecue.ca. Yeah. And we will have a phone number once uh, this round was done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, Andrew, what's uh, what's the best way for folks to track you down? Yeah, I mean, the best way to kind of get a little bit of an insight into the community is looking for us on Instagram at yeah. Culinary Coworking. And, of course, we have our website, uh, culinarycoworking.com. Awesome. Last question I ask everybody, it's uh, dinner time. you got the, the grill or the smoker maybe fired up. What's, uh, what's your go-to, Andrew? 
Yeah, you know what? I was I was very blessed uh, with a, an amazing gift from my fiance in June for my birthday as a uh, Traeger nice. uh, smoker. Yeah. So my go-to would be uh, chicken thighs on the smoker. Nice, nice. Good, Good choice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Delicious. Yeah. Uh, my go-to is still a steak. Yeah. I mean, you can't beat a, a nice steak grilled to perfection, nice medium rare, yep. roast the veggies on there, no mess in the kitchen, and then you just mow down on, on protein. Nice mm. and easy. I only put vegetables in there because my wife's going to listen and sure. get mad at me if I didn't. <laughs> 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 Got to keep everybody happy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, this is awesome. I'm really excited to hear the, the story of what's going on here. And uh, Stephen and Andrew, thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. And uh, best of luck with uh, the expansion and uh, exciting to see what's going to happen. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Thanks so much. You are listening to Canada's longest-running barbecue podcast, and it's time now for some barbecue news. Brought to you by The Barrel Boss Q, a family-owned and operated small business in Leduc County, Alberta, and the manufacturer of the original Canadian drum smoker. Whether it is in the backyard or on the competition circuit, Kelly Troy and The Barrel Boss Q team are driven by the desire to watch their clients showcase their cooking talents. To slow down a bit, and spend some quality time with family and friends. From entry level all the way to fully loaded models, Barrel Boss Q has the smokers and accessories you need to be the barbecue boss of your block, or maybe get a walk at the next competition. Shipping to customers across Canada and the U.S., Barrel Boss Q spends time talking to their clients to make sure each and every smoker they make is special and meets the needs of the customer. Barrel Boss Q is honored to be a part of their customers' barbecue journeys. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram and visit them at BarrelBossQ.ca. And while you're there, be sure to check out the Men of Barbecue 2022 calendar that Barrel Boss and some of the finest in the Canadian barbecue community have joined forces to create and raise funds for the Canadian Cancer Society. Christmas is on the way, folks, and this would be wonderful in the stocking. I received an update this week from the Barley and Smoke team, and I am excited to share with you that their event back in August here in Calgary raised an amazing $126,590 for kids' cancer care. This is a great event for an even greater cause, and if you'd like to hear more about it, you can go back and check out episode 164 of the podcast from just a couple of months ago here. We have one last event on the Canadian competition calendar coming up November 26th and 27th in Regina, Saskatchewan the Agribition Supreme Barbecue Competition. Email info at prairiebbq.com for details on that event. Meanwhile, south of the border, the next big event on the calendar is the KCBS World Invitational Championship in Shawnee, Oklahoma on November 11th to the 14th. With the Canada-U.S. border opening up, it will be interesting to see if any of our Canadian teams decide to make the trip down for this one. Thanks for listening in, everyone, and please drop me a line to let me know what you think about the changes to the show. You can follow Eat More Barbecue on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and be sure to subscribe to the show on whatever podcast app you're using. And I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. You can find me online at www.eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at albertabbqtrail.ca. Hit up that Barbecue Trail website, check out the listing of barbecue joints here in Alberta, and show them your support. If you're not in Alberta, get out and show your local barbecue joints some love. 
Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. That's a wrap, everybody. See you all next week. Keep on smoking.